Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, episode 43, Half Ironman Nutrition. Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, practical triathlon advice for everyday athletes. And today's brief podcast is about nutrition. Now, nutrition is a very, very personal subject. What works for me probably won't work for you. What works for you probably won't work for someone else. There, But it's also a really polarizing subject. There are people out there with such strong opinions about this. So having said that, I'm going to lay out what I think is a really, really good practical way to go about nutrition. Then you can pick and choose what you want from that. So here goes. Nutrition starts actually days beforehand, okay? So immediately most of you will be thinking to, okay, what do I have on the bike? What do I have on the run? I want to take you back a couple of days beforehand and talk carbo-loading. In the past, I've been quite anti-carbo-loading. And the reason is that I see so many people who do it wrong. They just sit down the night before and they stuff themselves silly of pasta and bananas and whatever else along those lines and what what's that what that is doing is overloading the stomach it is a a point which is actually quite close to race morning so you may not have fully digested processed it all just overnight and it's uh, often people are doing this with foods that they don't always eat okay and far too much of them in one go so that's why that's why in the past I've I've said look don't bother with carbo loading. Um, now I'm going to say if you if you want to carbo load, then you need to start that about two days beforehand, okay? So that by the time you get to the night before in your final meal, you're actually not trying to eat much food there at all. In fact, throughout the whole carbo loading process, those two days beforehand, you're not trying to eat more food than you normally would. All you are doing is simply cutting back the some of the fat and protein that you're eating, primarily the fat, and you are eating more carbohydrate instead. Okay, so if this means that you have uh, lashings of avocado on toast for lunch, okay, well, hey, maybe it's time to cut back the avocado and uh, make sure that you have a banana instead. Okay, so you're you're taking away a bit of food a bit of the fat, you're adding in a bit of carbohydrate. But it's not wholesale complete change, okay? It's just a small tweaking of what you're eating. You certainly don't need to be eating any more because your training in the last few days is going to be pretty small, okay? But chances are that your body is still in training or or repair mode, so it's going to be telling you it wants food. You're going to be eating more than you need for exactly those two days. So that will naturally just make sure that your all of your fuel stores are nice and full on board. Now, hand in hand with the carbo loading, if you're going to do it, is you may want to consider reducing fiber. Okay, so if you are someone who eats tons and tons of uh, fresh veggies, fruits, then you might want to just have a think about, okay, which ones, look up which are the higher fiber ones, cut those down a bit. If you eat Vogel's bread, maybe you just substitute in a bit of sourdough instead. The whole reason for this is that fiber can be an irritant to the stomach. 
it's pretty handy. It keeps things flowing, helps you clean out for race morning. But uh, if uh, if you get a bit stressed, a bit irritated in the in the GI tract, then sometimes that uh, clean out can continue all the way through the race, and it ain't pretty. You don't want that. Now, both of these things, the the carbo loading, the fiber reduction, um, if you've never done them before and you've never had any problems before, don't overthink it. Remember, always go with stuff that the body knows. So you don't need to make wholesale changes. Consider whether you want to make small tweaks, but not wholesale changes. The other thing to factor in over that carbo-loading time is getting a few more electrolytes in. Now, electrolytes, they do not give you energy. They are like the oil that keeps a car running. Okay, so what you want to do is make sure that the oil is topped up so that you your engine is ready to perform. To get more electrolytes, really simple, you can have a, an electrolyte sports drink such as Noon. Okay, you can sip on that over a couple of days beforehand. You can just salt your food a little bit more. So again, you're not making wholesale changes, you're just, just making a small change to make sure that those electrolytes are there because having the electrolytes on board is just going to help your body hold on and use that fluid that you're drinking, uh, making sure that you're fully hydrated. Okay, so that's the couple of days leading up. Then there's a race morning breakfast. And for some reason, people think this needs to be something magical or special or an excuse to binge on bagels, I don't know what. But again, don't go with stuff that your body doesn't know. Okay, Think about what you've been having on on the mornings of a big training session that's what your body is used to again just consider if it's super high fiber or anything funny like that then uh, uh, or if you've been eating super low carb then you may want to tweak things a bit but yeah race day morning breakfast it doesn't have to be huge you've you've topped up your energy over the last couple of days all you're doing now is just having a little something to deal with any um, any energy that might have been just burned or, or lost overnight and making sure you're not getting hungry between the time you get up in the morning and the time you get on the bike. That's all it's for. You don't need to stuff yourself silly there. Simple. Okay, so you've had breakfast, you're off to the race. Before the swim, um, you really don't need anything here as so long as you've done everything else along the way. It, if you've struggled to get food in on the morning, then hey, you might want to have something to nibble on in transition pre-race. But again, don't be trying to stuff yourself silly at that stage. And um, you see some people knock back a gel just before the race. The idea is, okay, um, get the, the sugar into the bloodstream, get you going. But again, you've got plenty of energy in your body at that stage. It's not something that you, that you really need to do for most people. So... Yeah, generally you're full from breakfast, or you've had enough breakfast, you're not stuffed full, you just had enough. You don't need anything to eat pre-swim, obviously you're not going to eat anything during the swim. And I also say, don't eat anything in T1. The reason being that you've just gone, put yourself through the stress of race morning, the stress of a race start, the stress of swimming in the amongst people, maybe at a hard intensity. Straight after that you've stood upright, got your running legs or walking legs on to get into transition and then you're about to hop on the bike and make your body do something different again. So all of that is just um, stress and change on the body. So let your body work through that without 
putting more stress on by shoving stuff into your mouth, into your stomach. Get through T1, get onto the bike, then about 10 minutes into the bike, once you're just feeling kind of settled and organized, that's when you start your nutrition. Okay, now, the bike, the bit that I know you've all been, all been wanting to know about. I've recently uh, been been reading and went to a seminar with Stacey Sims and been really highly influenced by how she approaches things. And I think this is really valuable for just about everybody. And her big approach to nutrition, hydration, is to split them into two separate things. So the things going into your bottles are about helping you hydrate, not trying to get you fuel in your bottles. Okay. Now just think about that for a minute, because most of the sports drinkers on the market out there, they are trying to sell you a convenient way to get fuel into your body because, hey, you only have to do one thing. You fill up your bottle with our drink mix, you chuck some water in, hey presto, everything's taken care of. But the research from Stacy and others says that that is not the optimal way to get your either your hydration or your fuel. Those two things, by trying to mix them together like that, is that your body will not maximize either of them. So the idea is, in your bottles, you have very, very low carbohydrate drink. Okay, um, Think about your standard sports drink, and if you diluted it down to about one-third the recommended strength, there's not a lot of fuel in there, there is a little bit, but you're not doing it to get fuel, you're doing it so a little bit of sugar along with some electrolytes, add a pinch of salt if you need to because you've watered it down, you've got water in there, bingo. That's the, the approximate solution which is going to give you optimum hydration because that's number one. If, if your hydration is not getting into the body, it's going to affect everything else you do later in the day including your ability to process the fuel that you're taking on. So that's number one. Think about your hydration in the bottles. Then separately to that, think about the fuel. What's going to give you energy through this race? And again, we've been sold for a very long time on the likes of sports drinks and gels. The thing is though that those are really, really concentrated. They are dense forms of carbohydrate. So if you rip the top of a gel, throw it in, it's going to go into the stomach and it's going to overload the stomach. It's just going to be too much all at once. So how do you, what, what, what else do you eat? Well, look, the, the first thing I'm going to say is there will be plenty of people out there who say, I use drinks and gels all the time and I'm fine. And if that's the case, hey, look, I'm not going to tell you to change it. If, that's, if you've got a formula that works for you, all good, go with it. But just have a think that, well, maybe maybe it hasn't been perfect all of the time. Maybe you get to the end of the race and your stomach is just an absolute mess and you cannot face eating or drinking another thing for, for several hours afterwards. Well, hey, maybe that's a sign that what's go, what you're putting in, the combination of things, isn't actually right or working for your body in an optimal way. So, again, we divided off the hydration. We've got that taken care of. In terms of fuel... The next best thing you can have are things that are really close to real food that you would normally eat. Okay, Think about things like rice cakes, white bread, potatoes, kumara, bananas, these kind of things. Okay, They're really high in carbohydrate, which is your fuel for race day, but they're really also high in uh, moisture or fluid. 
and that is what makes them much more easily digestible to the body. Your body doesn't have to grab um, grab water from somewhere else to come and mix with something as dense as a gel to help it be digested. You've got plenty of hydration going on. You've got moisture in the food that you're eating, so it's going to be much more easily digested. Now, the, the argument against this is that, well, I can't carry a whole bunch of bananas on the back of my bike, or how am I going to fit all that in my pockets? And when you work it out, for a half Ironman, there's actually not huge quantities of these things that you need. And the other side, the other argument against it is that, oh, well, I'm, I'm riding hard, I, I won't be able to digest that. But the reality is a half Ironman ride for most people, it's not that intense. Okay? It might be just a, a little step up from some of your, your, your training, but it's not stomach-churning intensity. So it's quite possible, there's lots of people who show this is possible to, um, to eat these kind of things while you're on the go. Now, look, I do recognize that we're only a few weeks away from events now. So if this is completely new, out of the blue for you, then you're going to have to make a decision. Do you have time to test it and try it in training to then put into race day? So I'm going to leave that with you, let you make that decision. But but yeah, look, really, really think about this idea of making sure your hydration is kept taken care of, make sure your fuel is separate, and so that your body can process all of that. Now, I've really only touched on this area. Please, please go and read things by Stacey Sims and Alan Lim. They are two people who uh, yeah, have been, been really influential in, in how I'm approaching this now. Okay, it also means, look, please, please know that it means it's not about don't ever use um, gels, those kind of things. Okay, they, they, they have a place, perhaps later in the race, where you need a bit of quick, instant energy. But if you're going to have them, don't knock a whole a whole gel back at once. Okay, just take a third, maybe maybe a half, but a third of a gel with with a really big drink of water. Okay, um, and and that's really what you should be doing all day long as you're taking in nutrition. You're just taking in small amounts on a really regular basis. You, you've probably heard about people who set an alarm on their watch just as a reminder every 15, 20 minutes to, to eat and drink. Well, look, I say do it even more more often than that, every 10 minutes. Okay, Small amounts regularly are much, much better for you than, uh, than just th- dumping a whole lot in your system at once. Okay, so kind of really only touched on the concept there. Going to have to let you go away and, uh, and play with it and work it out. The, uh, the look. The, the last thing I'll say on that side of it is, um, yeah, you, you might have other things that you like as well. Jelly snakes, jet planes, these kind of things. Um, yeah, great. Those are really small quantities at once. One jet plane is not a lot of sugar, okay? But it's instant sugar. If you need that pickup, a fantastic thing to have. And what we're trying to do on race day or during the race is avoid high amounts of fat or protein because they slow down di- digestion. Small amounts are okay. If you go and buy a one square meal bar or an M's bar, they've, they've got a bit of that in it. That's totally fine. But you're not trying to fuel yourself on fat and protein. Even if you're a low carber, that's great. That's day-to-day nutrition. This is race nutrition. Different thing. Okay, enough on that side of it. Look, so we've kind of talked about the bike. Then into T2, again I say don't have anything in there. 
because you're just going through a transition process, deal with transition, get out onto the run. Now, once you're on the run, again, here I recognize it is harder to carry all, all of these kind of solids and bigger foods. Um, but look, if, take some. consider if you can take some with you. A couple of white bread sandwiches in a little Ziploc bag go in a pocket easy. Okay, they're just carried along like anything else. The, one of the biggest differences, though, is by the time you hit the run, is that r- running it's a lot harder to eat. It's a lot harder for your body to digest because you are you have the impact, you have the bounce going on. So, got to recognise that we're fueling up on the bike. We're going to take more on the bike than um, than is the minimum that we need there because we want to enter that run as well fueled, as well hydrated as we can. You're going to be having less on the run than um, than you really need at that stage. So yeah, think about loading up a bit more on the bike, so you can get through the run taking in a bit less. And when you're on the run, look, uh, recognise that that's where it's much much easier to take in the coke, the sports drinks, those kind of things. Absolutely, if, uh, if that's your go-to, go for it. Big thing to remember is that again. Those are quite uh, dense forms of carbohydrate. So if you're going to have a cup of sports drink or Coke, then take it with at least one, maybe even two cups of water, okay? Help it dilute on the way down so it can be absorbed and used very, very quickly. The run is, look, you can go into it with a plan and a formula, but realistically, the run, you've got to be ready to adapt, okay? You go with, yeah, you go with the things that you like, the things that you know, the things that appeal on the table. If uh, if the pretzels look great, hey, that might be a sign that you need more salt. Grab a few pretzels, go with it. Adapt as you go, but keep the fuel going in during the run. Look, the last thing I'll just touch on is caffeine, because caffeine is a well-known performance enhancer. What caffeine does is it um, it reduces the sense of pain or discomfort, and it uh, increases your alertness. So the two of those together mean that you can usually push a bit harder or a bit longer than you otherwise would do. A lot of people will have coffee with breakfast, so that kickstarts the caffeine. There is Coke on the run course, so there's more caffeine. If you want some more elsewhere, some gels do have caffeine in them. Uh, or else there is the likes of uh, no-dose, just little tablets you can buy from the supermarket, cheap as chips. One no-dose is equivalent to a, a good strong coffee. Uh, personally, I like to use those partway through the bike, just to get me a bit of a bit of a boost in the second half of the ride and into the run. Again, the thing that I'll say about this is some people perform really well with caffeine. Some find it's actually an irritant to the stomach. And uh, for some people, it, it can actually um, detract from your performance. There's research around all of that, so go look it up if you're interested. So, yeah, look, if it's not something you're familiar with or comfortable with, don't overthink it, don't overdo it. But know it is there as, uh, if it's something you want to test in training or that you know works for you, caffeine will absolutely help your performance. So, look, I've really quickly run through an approach to nutrition there. It's not going to be the right answer for everyone, but I think there's some there's definitely some things to think about in there and hopefully tips that you can take away and make work for you on race day. Don't forget, test it all as much as you can in the coming weeks.
All right, that's it for now. Catch you again next time.